Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I got four Havanagilas on Sunday. That is correct. And the parade was fantastic. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. If you have no idea what I'm talking about in terms of the Havanagila, that means that you were not paying attention or tuning in or watching or listening to any of our broadcast on Sunday from the Celebrate Israel Parade. But don't worry, you can still do that because the video is available on our website. Good morning, Yoni. Just like, good yeah, morning, yeah, Yoni. that was it. I just That was my segue. <laughs> yeah, shame on those if you didn't listen right. or watch. Right, but also, if you don't know what I'm talking about in terms of having gilas, you don't know that every year I basically taunt marching bands that are going up Fifth Avenue who have gotten up early, who have geared up to be part of the Celebrate Israel Parade. I still taunt them and beg them to give me a Havana Right, you would think at some point they just know, okay, we're getting to like 63rd, Right, the annoying girl on the, the left. Let's get the going right. so that way she doesn't yell at us right. and embarrass us. And right, whatever. and embarrass herself and her family. Yeah. And her co-hosts. But they haven't figured it out No, yet. and my co-hosts don't appreciate it. And this might That's be... Odd. I know. This might be one of the most annoying things that I do in Malcolm's book. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 probably. It's pretty annoying. I'm I hear just trying that. to go through the list in my head. Of yeah. all the annoying things I do. But the... What were they called? The City Stringers from Philadelphia? City... Something like that. I think the, the City Stringers... I think they liked it, actually. Oh, my God. They loved it yeah. because... They, I mean, first of all, their outfits were amazing. Yeah, yeah they were ridiculous. You can check them out on our video. The video is on our homepage. And Facebook as well. And Facebook, right. Thank you, Yoni. And thank you, Avrami. And thank you, ZK. There and you anyone else who was involved in that. But um, also, when I screamed out at them, can I get a Havanagila? They literally got together and flipped through their book, yeah. their playbook, and... They they gave me a Havanagila. So usually I don't get any Havanagilas, and this year I got four Havanagilas, and that one was the ultimate Havanagila. It was. Yes, and I think Nahum hopes I never get another Havanagila again for the rest of my life. Um, we're going to skip the national holidays. I know okay. that's gonna it's going to be heartbreaking, but because I wanted to do a fortune cookie, so I went to the fortune cookie bin, and I just want you to know that, again, there is no quality control in the fortune cookie department <laughs> because there are two sealed packages, one that's actually inflated with air, one that has much less air, and they are sealed packages, and they have no fortunes we in them We had whatsoever. a lot of fortune cookies from uh, Kosher and Midtown on Sunday that we should have kept. Right. I forgot about that. And we also had dinner at the Wallach's household and had even more uh, oh, really? fortune cookies that my kids have taking for snack for school. That's fine. Because it's the end of the so year. So do we not have a fortune cookie? No, we do. But I'm just saying. Oh, you're showing me I'm okay. I, I'm skipping the national holidays. Because I'm just going to the fortune. Okay. Um, but I had to complain about the quality control first with Confucius. Fair. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. <sighs> what you do with sincerity pays the greatest reward. What you yeah. that's that's nice. Yeah. What you do with sincerity pays the greatest reward. A better segue into I know, right? my guest. <laughs> I couldn't I mean all right, Confucius. I might have been annoyed with you for the two empty packages. Killed it today. Yeah, but this one, this one's really good. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am joined, I mean, talk about overseas. Usually when I have a guest on overseas, they are located somewhere in Israel. Today, she is located in South Africa. No, you didn't hear me wrong. She is located in South Africa. Nicole Palach joins me here today. She is Hugo's mom, and we are going to hear a whole bunch about Hugo's greenhood. Actually, it was an article featured in Mishpacha magazine just recently, and that's what brought it to my attention. Nicole, good morning. I should say good afternoon to everybody in South Africa. 
Good evening. Good evening. Good evening to you. <laughs> Good evening. And you thank you. And you're um you're located in Johannesburg, correct? Mm-hmm. In Glen Hazel. Got it. And you're um and just so that people know, because I want to make sure everyone has a frame of reference, while it is beautiful here in New York today, it is winter where you are, correct? Yeah, freezing. It seven is- degrees for this morning. We got seven, yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, so now we have sunny skies. We have beautiful winters. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sure it's beautiful. I wasn't worried, but I do know that everybody needs coats. And that sort of brings us to mm. Hugo's Green Hood. So while, while this is a, yeah. and I've been reading up about it, while this is a well-established and a beautiful charity and organization um, back in your hometown, tell everyone what Hugo's Green Hood is is and how it came about? Um, basically, Hugo's Greenhood, I guess, in a nutshell, is about supporting... It, to give you the context, in South Africa, we don't recycle. Overseas, it's law, you get fined if you don't. In this country, there's pretty much no recycling happening other than the odd individual who cares about the environment or who could be bothered to separate their waste at home. We just chuck everything in the bin and the rubbish truck comes and takes it once a week. Um, Hugo's Greenhood is, a, is about supporting, because of the huge amount of unemployment we have in this country, you have a lot of men who have taken it upon themselves to go through people's individual rubbish outside their homes with their bare hands because they're so desperate and separate out the plastic or the tin cans or whatever it is that they specifically are collecting and then take it at the end of their week in this like makeshift trolley, if you can imagine, that they push all the way back to... Um, a depot where they will be it will be weighed, and and they'll be given some money for it, a very very small tiny amount. Um, and Hugo's Greenhood was actually about trying to help these men have some dignity in their job that they do by actually number one, separating separating the rubbish in our homes. So instead of chucking the plastic bottle in the rubbish bin that is with everything else, the nappies and leftover food, you can put it into a separate bin and make their job quicker, easier cleaner, not as hygienically um, unsafe, et cetera, et cetera. also saves them time. And, and also it's about the environment. Like it's learning to care about our environment and going more green generally as South Africans should be there and we're not. Well, do you... The, um, the, the second part was... Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You continue. Continue. I'll ask my question afterwards. No, well, I mean, that's basically what it is. And, and then... And, and we've extended it to supporting these men actually and trying to provide meals for them where we can and uniforms and gloves for a handful of them. There are hundreds and thousands of these men on our streets in South Africa. This is how South Africa recycles. Um, as I'm talking about the average family in a home. That's how we recycle. We don't actually have separate bins and separate our waste. Well, that is, well, let, the entire concept, the culture, et cetera, of recycling um, is something that, you know, different parts of the United States and different, I mean, and certainly Israel, in my opinion, is as always, you know, head and shoulders faster than everyone else and mm. and and, and mm-hmm. so much more active and so much more environmentally responsible. In different parts of the United States is, it, you know, you can find various communities, including my own, where recycling 
is not taken seriously. And I live in New York. Um, and but there are, you know, parts yeah. of California and obviously, um, you know, various areas of the United States take their recycling much more seriously. It's certainly not widespread in terms of how we handle our environment. But mm-hmm. what you're explaining is 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 so mind boggling in that this is their income. This is their parnassa, so to speak. This Pardon. is their livelihood. And it's, yeah, complete. This is how they support their families. And they earn a measly amount. I mean, a good week. On a, at the end of a good week, somebody who's worked really hard can maybe earn 750 rand. I'm not sure of the exchange rate. Um, I think it could be 10 to 1. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 13 to 1. Rand yeah, I think it's... Yeah, some, that sounds more accurate. Yeah, 13 so rand to the it's, dollar. It's tiny, it's nothing. And it's they find crazy stuff. There's broken glasses, syringes. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you what they found in these bins. Um, so actually, and the focus of the project from Hugo's side of it, my son's side of it, was not about recycling. He's not such a big recycler, Hugo. He was much more into these men and helping them to make their jobs. And they're like just a little bit easier, a little bit more dignity, and um, just help them along. Right, They're so, actually entrepreneurs, if you think about it. They're working for themselves. And as my mother says, to quote her, they take so seriously a job they don't even have. Nobody's wow. employing them. There's no guarantee of what they'll get at the end of the month. It takes incredible courage to rummage, to be so desperate that you're prepared to rummage through somebody else's garbage to feed your family. Well, 100%. Um, you know, we... And we would drive past these men all the time on the street and... As the as the phrase catchphrase goes for humans, greet not CBC. Most people just get irritated with them that they're daring to go through their rubbish. Like, don't touch my rubbish! You're making a mess. Right. Or even more irritated because these men are pushing these massive trolley with bags on them, with rubbish spilling out of the top on the roads where we're driving, and people would really hoot and get irritated and. Since Hugo's greenhouse kind of changed everything, and everyone's just like got a lot more respect for these men. Wow, which is amazing. Wow, no, it certainly is amazing. So your son identified in the out, out of the goodness of his heart, and I would imagine also that innocence of being a child, seeing this entire demographic. You know, in in New York, it is not uncommon. In Manhattan, it is not uncommon to see somebody going through garbage and collecting cans, etc., for the you know for the for the recycling amount for the deposit back. And here it's usually five cents, it's mm. 10 cents. It's also a very paltry amount. But it is not an entire segment of of society that is looking to this as their livelihood. Yeah. These, are, these are the homeless yeah. in New York. But you're saying that your son saw this entire segment. It's almost like, you know, this is, these are, this is a community that he's almost growing up with and identifying with, you know, and saying out of the goodness of his heart that not only could we be doing things in our home to make these guys' lives easier, people we don't even know, but also we could be enhancing their lives by treating them like mensch. Yeah. Well, it evolved to that. It started with us just noticing them and, and he thought about getting money from his friends at school, their tax up money. They have money for tax up every day or every week, whatever. And once a week asking them for some of their tax up money and going off at him during his break time, we'd go down to the local supermarket and buy these guys a hot lunch and quickly take it back to them and then drop him back at school. And um, that's what we did for a while. So Because they're only in our area once a week. You have to remember, they work in different areas mm, each week. Okay. Because the, the municipality pick up rubbish in each area on a different day. 
So in Glenhazel, where we live, it gets picked up on a Thursday. So the guys are always in our area on a Wednesday working their way through everyone's business that are already outside waiting for the municipality to come the next day. And every Wednesday we would go for a while and give them um, this lunch. And then he just said to me, you know, he really doesn't want to do the lunch anymore. He wants to get them jobs. <laughs> and I just said to him, oh, he just is ridiculous. Like, unemployment is so high here. And there were like 26 of these guys. On, at, the, at that stage, I think there were only 19. I was like, how are you going to get 19 men who I don't even know if are educated, rummaging through garbage jobs like you're dreaming, boy? And, um, and that's how it kind of started, I guess. That's amazing. And, and today, these men have an amazing network available to them through Jesus Greenhood. It's somewhere to go. As Jews, we all have networks. We know right. people. They, they don't have that. If they have a starving baby at home or a sick wife or they themselves are sick or they need even just a Panadol, they have no way of getting it. But through Hebrews Greenwood, some of these needs we can try and attempt to attend to. Look, it's massive and it's mammoth and we can't fix it all. But the concept is simple. We're here to support them in whatever way we can. Um, and a lot of them are not so employable. It's not that they can actually even go from being on the street to in a formal job. They've lived a street culture for many years or even their whole lives. So it's, it's not so simple that you could just take them off the streets and give them a job. But we definitely can support them in what they're doing and try to make it easier for them and definitely more dignified. That's incredible. It certainly is incredible. They... And the community has been amazing. I mean, we've got a feeding roster for them. They're getting fed like four nights, three to four nights a week. People are dropping meals. Um, there are women that go and swipe a certain amount of money each week at one of the local groceries, supermarkets, and at the end of the month, these guys get a pack of non-perishable food to take home to their families to help su- supplement the meager amount of money that they earn. Wow. And then, of course, we, through Hugo's Greenhood um, Foundation, we get funds coming in that we then use to buy, like they sleep on the streets, because every night they're in a different area with their massive trolleys. They just sleep wherever they are. Um, and they wake up at four and they move on to the next area. So we try, we buy them sleeping bags and things to just try to keep them warm, especially in winter. It's terrific in winter. Right. Right. That's why we started by discussing that the, that the climate right now, um, in, in South mm-hmm. Africa is because it is winter. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes the situation that much more desperate. Mm-hmm. So it, we've had an amazing outpouring of stuff from the community. Um, the kids at the school that Hugo was at, Yeshiva College, are doing a whole blanket um, drive, and, they're, and then they're collecting. It's actually called Hugo's Warmth. And they started when he was in hospital for those 11 days, fighting for his life. They started something called Hugo's Warmth, which actually is fully restarted. It's collecting gloves, beanies, jackets, jerseys, blankets, anything, or even money. And, um, and we have different community members coming, approaching us all the time. They'll donate, somebody's donating jackets. The person's donating shoes. Um, that King, one of the big schools, King David um, Linksfield, here is having a massive reunion of the class of '78, and they've all donated a lot of, quite a bit of money. They live overseas, some in America, some in Australia, and that's going to go maybe to buying them all this new um, sleeping equipment and things like that. So it's, it's 
actually amazing. It is amazing. You just brought people's attention to it. Everyone's like on board and willing to give. It really is beautiful. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Seal Network. Nicole Palach joins us actually from Johannesburg. She joins us on the phone right now. She is Hugo's mom, and we're discussing Hugo's Greenhood, which is a continuation. I'd like to call it that, if that's okay, a continuation of the great work that Mm. Hugo started um, in in his youth, my God, at such a young age is a continuation of his good work that continued even after his very untimely passing. And I do know that um, it would have been his birthday this week. I was able to watch this beautiful video uh, that was posted on Hugo's Greenhood on their Facebook page um, in in honor and memory of his what would have been his 15th birthday. I love the hashtag see the unseen, which is part of you know mm. what you're all about is looking at people who you see all the time and, and paying attention to them who uh, people who would otherwise you know just blend into the into the woodwork people we would otherwise ignore but realize that those people are really part of our community and they and and just doing uh, you know, doing what could be seen as a little bit goes so far in terms exactly. of its in terms of its reach. I love the fact that his friends are involved and that they are helping to you know continue that dream and continue that vision. It must be incredibly gratifying for you as his mom to see everyone coming together and you know picking up where where you know what he started. It is. It's beautiful. And, and and it started with just 10 rand. Like, literally, he was asking his mates and class for 10 rand. It's not even it's not even $1. And it's just from that 10 rand, look what's grown. Right. And the truth is, after he died, I feel like it was originally just going to be called Greenhood because it was a project he was doing together with his school. He was involved, we were then involved with the school, and we were going to do a whole big project and he was busy fundraising for it, and he was going to meet with some really big companies to put big money behind this whole project. And then his accident happened actually on the day when he was meant to go to his first meeting. And after he died, they renamed the whole project Hugo's Greenhood. And the momentum, it literally, like, it was like it caught fire, and it just went enormous. And I often sit and wonder if this hadn't happened and if he hadn't passed away the whole accident had happened, if everyone would have stopped and noticed mm. like they do now. Everybody like just realized how important this was. And, and it was like suddenly everyone's eyes were open. But I'm not sure, not passed away and had the accident not happened, if it would have had the power that it has now. Wow. It's almost like it has an, an energy of it. Like he was in the Shama, has just pushed this out of control on another level. And all the other schools have come on board and they're all approaching us and they all want to take on Hugo's Greenhood in their area. Not only school, those are all the Jewish schools, but even residents, like different communities, not Jewish communities, different areas in Johannesburg have approached us to say, how can we do this in our area now? How can we start? And it's a very simple project. It really is so simple. There's nothing complicated here. That's it's literally about noticing your recycler on your street, what day he comes along, kind of asking him what he's collecting and just separating it for him in your home, which we should be doing anyway. <laughs> What's funny, though, is that um, that the best projects are the ones that are easily 
replicable. And so the beauty mm-hmm. of the beauty of this is that not only is it something that everyone, you know, can easily take part in, everybody's community t- can take part in, but it's it's not something that requires you to do anything except make a separate bag. It doesn't cost you a dime or a rand or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's easy and it's, and it, it's just, it's easy it's literally to literally just seeing man seen. It's actually all it is. Yeah. It's just noticing with your eyes. It, it really is. It's quite a beautiful project. Now I know that there is no GoFundMe page and what usually happens is our listeners get inspired by a story and by something they were able to highlight and everyone wants to give. What I want our listeners to know is that not only is it freezing in South Africa, but again, as we mentioned before, that 13 Rand is $1. So your American dollar goes a very, very long way in terms of helping this project. Yeah. If anyone is interested First of all, Hugo's Greenhood has a very active Facebook page, correct? Yes, it is. Thank God. Thank God. So God bless Facebook, right? So you can um, you can you can message them on Facebook Messenger and ask them how that you can donate. There are bank there are bank details and information, etc., where you can easily wire money. And again, small donations go a long way. You can also email me, Miriam at NachumSiegel.com, or you can email Yoni, Yoni at NachumSiegel.com, and either one of us will be happy to help you um, give what you can in order to continue make Hugo's dream a reality. Um, Nicole, with like a minute left, because I know I promised you would only be 15 minutes, but I'm so, you know, I'm so into this that I really don't want to let go of the call. And I'm being very, very selfish. But if you give me just one more minute, I, I want to make sure that people sure. people know that we are that you are helping people no matter what their religious background is, no matter what skin color they are. It doesn't matter. You are helping the people in your neighborhood. This is like this is like Tikkun mm-hmm. Olam 101. Literally, it is. That is exactly what it is. And actually, just to, to further clarify how far the money will go, it actually costs us 20 rand to feed one recycler one meal for a night, wow. one dinner. Um, wow. 20 rand. I don't even know what that was. Not in your dollars. But that's eaten dinner. And it's a big deal. It's less than $2. Dollars. Whole day with no food. It's less than $2. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm saying... Small children have access to that kind of change. They could give up of some of their pocket money, and it, they're going to feed an adult man. These are adult men like our husbands and fathers who sit in their offices and get lunch and whatever. These men are on the side of the road looking for scraps in our bin to eat wow. some of the time. So wow. it's a big deal. It certainly is a big deal. And, and yes, any race, any religion, they're definitely not Jewish. Well, any background at They're all. Well, Nicole, I wish you continued Hatzlacha. it applies to everyone. It applies to even the Jew that you don't think to have at your Shabbos table, as my mother always said. Right. So See the unseen. It's, a lot of, it's got a lot behind it. A hundred percent. See the unseen. Again, you can go to Hugo's Greenhood on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Hugo's Greenhood, all one word. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me. Continued Hatzlacha in your excellent good work, and please be in touch. 
Thank you. Thanks for having us on the show. Absol- really appreciate it. Absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for caring. You got thank you for caring. Thank you. <laughs> you've been listening to, you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. What an inspiring story. Again, you can you can email me Miriam at Nahumsegel.com. Um I will give you the information. It's really too much to just announce. It's a lot of details and numbers, etc. when it comes to transferring money. But to consider the fact that you can feed you can feed somebody who's trying to feed their family for two bucks. I mean, I spend more on coffee. You can spend two dollars and feed this guy. Um, it's really it's a it's a tremendous tremendous chesed, and to do it in memory of uh, Hugo and his untimely passing just makes this all the more worthwhile. The live lunch will start at just at the top of the hour. That's at 11 a.m., just in a few moments. And, of course, at 1 o'clock, we will have Throwback Thursday. And then at 4 o'clock, we have the Encore. I'm just so moved by this story. I apologize for not being able to get my thoughts together. At 4 o'clock, we have JM Rewind, an Encore version, of, an Encore edition of JM Rewind that, uh, that aired, obviously, uh, yesterday. Nope, two days ago. Wow, I'm really having a tough time. That aired Tuesday morning. And then, of course, Arab Shabbos show is at 7 o'clock, hosted by Mark Zamek and brought to you by our friends at Kedem tomorrow morning. Don't miss uh, JM and the AM. Starts at 6 a.m. And the weekly update will be at 7.40 a.m. with Malcolm Holmline as he joins Malcolm on the air. Of course, one week we may have nothing to talk about with Mr. Holmline. We haven't found that week yet. And then Naomi, table for two at 9 a.m. And the encore of the Erev Shabbos show starts an hour later. That's at 10 a.m. And then the Kedem Erev Shabbos music mix brings us to candlelighting here in the New York area. What do we have Saturday night? Saturday night, Siegel with Avrami. And then Sunday morning, 7 a.m., J.M. Sunday with Matis. My thanks to Matis. As always, I'm going to play a song today, and I know you're going to say, Miriam, that's a Hanukkah song, but it's really not. It's Avon Fried's Light. Think about the light that he is shining in his memory. We're talking about Hugo. In Hugo's memory, there is a massive community shining light on the lives of others, and in honor of him, we will play Avramel's Light. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Oh, you should. 
a little bit of light, a little bit of light. Doichet, doichet, har No, 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 that won't do Let in the light just a little bit And you'll see the darkness go No, darkness you don't chase away 